Hey folks, we're back. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 97. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 97. I'm feeling super mellow today, more so than on Monday when we did 96. I was a little jacked up on caffeine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But you know, the response from that podcast has been great, folks. Go back and listen to <laughs> episode 96 with, uh, with Sonny Lee. You know, I love, Sa- I love this Sun, because this is, this is sophisticated production. That's yeah, right. Right, exactly. We're getting into radio and television world now. That's right. That's right. Let so. me ask you a question. Do you think that it would mess up our brand if on the hundredth episode we switch to another egg yolk song, I, I think I, I think, think show like, your tits worth. It's so it's so. Is it a hook? And we have to hook. stick it's with it. Hook. Do we have to stick with I it? I think we do. Like the Price Is Right theme song. I've thought about this a lot because when I listen to podcasts, I always scrub through their opening. If they have twenty seconds of music, I just scrub right through it. But I don't know if I would scrub through this tune because it's just kind of jovial and yeah but can i say we turn it down after 11 seconds we only we we only turn it down we turn it down after like five and a half or six seconds it's 11 11 seconds we started 11 ours ours is way shorter than most podcasts that's true but as an avid podcast listener the, the only podcast that i don't scrub through the beginning is uh open floor from sports illustrated because they just stop they start rather they're just like they just go right into it yeah right yeah right huh Interesting. Everyone else has some sort of intro or an advertisement pl- plug, and I'll just I might miss the first part of a podcast just because I scrub through. It well, eventually we're going to have an advertisement plug. That's for sure. If anybody out there is listening, you know, uh, maybe Parkway Bakery, maybe right. uh, <laughs> maybe uh, we, maybe we don't we don't do our fake ads of the week anymore. When we we, we stop doing. That? We haven't done we that. We only did that like three times. Canseco's, ladies was, and gentlemen. That's a short-lived gag. Your neighborhood grocer. <laughs> Uh, if you yeah. had a mediocre muffaletta, everybody, can't take us. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now we're putting down potential advertisers. They do yeah. have really good homemade baked cookies over there. I, I, I know. They, got a, right out of they have a few things that are, uh, that are surprising at the Canseco's uh, from time to time. It's true. Um, and they so, got loss leaders. So I think, yeah. Lost, they had, loss oh, leader yeah. of the week. Lost leader of the week is usually just the tuna. tuna. Yeah, the tuna. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how right. they They have like the tuna steak, that. and there's like two of them, and it's like $7.50. That's right. You never get a tuna steak for like four. So just to three dollars and seventy five cents. I'll go in and just get that. Right. I'm one of those dudes that just gets the lost leader because it's like a life hack. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's what the guy. That's the terminology that the guy used with you when you were over there. Yeah, it's a well, lost. Right. It's a lost leader. Yeah, like Whole Foods has their roasted, already like pre-roasted full chicken for seven ninety nine. You can't even buy a whole chicken, or organic chicken for seven ninety nine. You can't even buy a live chicken for seven ninety nine. No, you probably right. could. But it's a lost leader. I think you can get a seven ninety nine live chicken. A live chicken, yeah, sure. Yeah, not one that's all fe- defeathered. <laughs> yeah, but you got to do all the work there. There's then a chicken. You do all the work. There's a chicken that roams right around my house, over by my house. Dude, there. Are, okay, there's a right, lot of chickens in this. City. There's a shit ton of chickens there in are. New Orleans. There was a clip on Facebook that somebody put up from the other day. Yeah, and it was just one of these like, like average day in New Orleans, and it's a flock. It's just us chickens. You know, there's like ten chickens walking down the walking down the road. It's just us chickens. That's right. Yep. Full circle. T- totally. So, and, cousin Andy is working on our T-shirt design, 
which Jeff, you posted on Facebook, the new logo for the front of the shirt. Dude, it looks good. He's um, also submitted a design for the back of the shirt based on the idea we were kicking around with Randy Perez, friends of the pod on the back. And his mock-up, he also included some of our like catchphrases or gags that we've done. <laughs> and there's just I'm things not I sure, forgot I'm not, about. I'm not, yeah. I don't yeah. think we do the gags or the, or the catchphrases. Is that what you're thinking? I think we need to talk about that. Like the dog out of the week. I think we but need I to talk that, about I that. Forgot a little that we, bit more. My whole point, though, is that we forgot. I forgot to do. Like we just stopped doing dog out of the week. Well, there's a couple of thoughts that I have, and I don't want to rankle because well, I, I know that Andy. I know that Annie. I know that cousin Andy listens to the show. So I, I, th- I thought, I thought maybe uh, when people see it. Because what you're trying to do with the T-shirt is you're trying to expand out into people's minds that haven't previously heard of what it is. So and, inside and to, jokes don't work. And to catch them. Right, exactly. So inside jokes are, aren't good for that. And that we need to say that it's a podcast, for one, so that people can read it right on the shirt. Friends of the pod. Yeah, yeah, friends of the pod, but even that's a little too obscure. Yeah, you know I what I mean. Know. I think we need some podcasts, and I think we need some just like the Florida Lee, just yeah. so that people understand. Oh, it's a podcast about New Orleans, right? You know, because you know me, I don't like hitting people over the head. Like I didn't want to put my name on my campaign. I know, sure. but you got to hit people <laughs> over the head sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't are dumb, Joel. Look, very, very. Dumb. I mean, Joel, we're not talking about bludgeoning people we're talking about hitting them with a freaking sure. nerf football you know? yeah that's it yeah like I, I mean that, that's my thought because sure cannon at the uh, Pelicans if, game. if people see it that already know about us then we're not doing anything yeah you don't want a t-shirt cannon them. <laughs> but you do want people to say oh what's that yeah i don't know yeah. no i know i, I agree seep into their brains yeah yeah without hypnotically them. yeah Okay, well, you know. Like those old, uh, remember in the 1970s, they had those uh, gin print ads in magazines that if you looked at the ice, it was like a naked woman. But you had to really look. What? What is you that? You don't remember about this? Like no. in the 1960s and 70s. No, I don't remember this. This gin company, like in Sports Illustrated and whatnot, had print advertisements of this. So if the, the, there was the bottle of gin and the glass, and the glass had ice in it, and they did. If you look closely, you could see like silhouette of a naked woman's body. Oh, right. So it was right. subliminal advertising is what yeah. they called it back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So how are we going to do that with the shirt? I uh, mean, you're saying Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so look. Anyway, look I just want to say that I, coming out for I, I love, I love the design. I love the design it's as gorgeous. it is. I think there's room to maybe add a thing or two uh, within the context of the design and I'm, I'm so happy that uh, we have somebody on our side who has those skills and can make something oh, look great. so great yeah and uh, and folks just go check it out on Twitter and on Facebook uh, we just changed the little the little logo there That's which right. is great because for over a year now we've just had like the Crescent City the connection, Crescent City connection which is meaningless you know I mean I, I'm okay with the, the I'm over, okay with the river map you know, but at some point we might change that, that as well. Exactly. Yeah, we might need to look at that. Plus, also. I just plus I just copped that for jdvbooking.com. Because the other th- oh oh you did oh great that's that's, that's great. So <laughs> why did you just say that? We're we're co-branded with JDV now. Um, but uh, what was I going to say though? Uh, shit about the T-shirt. I don't know. I just lost my train. 
Well, so uh, you know, look, coming to a store near you. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, oh, here's what I was gonna say. Podcast. It's almost so cliche to have a podcast these days. I mean, that's almost like why well, I like that it's Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. You know? Let me let me you just know, say this, man. Over the head with podcasts. Look look at this setup right here that we have in front of us. Yeah, the studio. Okay, when when people the cliche that you're talking about, yeah, of people who have a quote unquote podcast, yeah, they don't really have a podcast. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I know people that have a podcast who have a who have a podcast. Yeah. Right. I know a guy who's got a podcast from New Orleans who lives up in New York. He's got maybe 45 episodes right right like we've calculated between the part ones and part twos that we're up to like what 180 yeah close to 200 we have a podcast yeah this is a real podcast plus we have those like 70 episodes from 2012 we struggle existentially with whether we're real or or not no we're real i just don't know if we (laughs) need to necessarily call ourselves label ourselves a podcast i like the fact that the tagline is jeff and joel's tell us from new orleans as opposed to Jeff and Joel's podcast. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, okay, so you're, you're still just arguing for this it's just content. the content. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, we got these dope t-shirts coming out, folks. I talked to the t-shirt printer today. I'm, I'm looking to get that uh, Walter Wolfman t-shirt stock because, man, it's a really nice shirt. So as soon as This the, is a shirt that you have, your Walter Wolfman yeah, shirt? Yeah, I mean, obviously what makes that shirt cool is the design. Is it a V-neck? And the fact that it's, it's not a V-neck. I like the V-neck, you like man. like the V-necks. Yeah. Yeah. I went Can we back get to the, I need a V-neck, I went man. back to the crew because everyone started wearing V-necks, and I like to, you know, like, as soon as ever, I used to never wear lanyards, and now that people think that wearing lanyards is uncool, and I started wearing my lanyard now, even when I'm not wearing I just want to say something that, like, my decision to go to a V-neck had nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. just that I put a V-neck on, it's and I was like, I like it. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. like it better than, yeah. a, than that neck. We could do V-necks. Maybe we could do half and half. We'll do a straw poll. Yeah. On Facebook. You want to do a straw poll? Yeah. On whether we're going to do V-necks or not? On Facebook, yeah. Okay, let's see if we can get anybody to friends of the answer. pod decide. Friends of the pod. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cousin Andy, if you're listening, we need you to chime in on this. <laughs> That's right. Right now, V-neck or... Uh, I have a feeling Cousin Andy likes a V-neck. Jeff Landry, chime in. Just yeah. hit us up. Yeah, please. And, you know, Amsterdam Philip. Yeah, Amsterdam Philip. He gets two votes. Crew neck. Crew neck or V-neck? His vote counts two, twice. Two, two votes for Amsterdam. Cousin Andy's vote AP. counts three times. Everyone else counts one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, we, we have to reward our, our our best people. Ivan's only counts a half. <laughs> yeah, Ivan gets a half. <laughs> the only. Oh, man. All right, what are we going to talk about now, man? We, we You know, Pelicans went on a slide. Well, you know, I predicted that 500. I know you did. I know. It's funny, man. You had to open your mouth and then fuck it all up. <laughs> yeah, because I control that. It is your fault, Joe. Um, yeah, dude, it, we're right in the middle of it, man. We just had the St. Patty's Day thing. We got Super Sunday got pushed this coming weekend. God, um, it was a damn Hogs shame, too. Hogs for the cause this weekend. Let me, let me, Hogs for the cause. Hogs weekend. for the cause. Dude. Uh, Louisiana Derby. Louisiana Derby is this is weekend. This weekend or next? Is it this Hawk, weekend? I don't know. I don't know. There's so much stuff. I don't. E- I don't even know what's going on. Can you look up Louisiana Derby and see if it's this weekend or next? Because that's folks Hogs, like, Hogs is this weekend coming up yeah. for sure. I don't. That's out at UNO, right? Lake Lakefront. No, it's in City Park. Oh, it is. It moved back because they moved it last year. Yeah, it was at UNO last year. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was weirdly. Wow. Out I don't there. like it, man. If it's out I, there, I think it on. got a lot of bad feedback. They got a lot of bad feedback about that. Can you find out where it is, and then also uh, Louisiana Derby? 
Um, Louisiana Derby, March 24th. That's yep. this weekend. Yep. Dude, that's, folks, that's like going to the track at Thanksgiving, except there's more serious betters there because it's our version of the Kentucky Derby. In fact, the winner of the Louisiana Derby automatically places in to run in the Kentucky Derby. Exactly. So right. this is like... It's a semi- Kentucky Derby qualifying, official right. qualifying race. And it's, right. I mean, everyone dresses the nines, the food's really good upstairs, all that stuff. It's, it's really, really fun. So I'm going to be out there. I just want to say this past weekend that uh, yeah. you had the St. Patrick's Day thing, right? And uh, you couldn't have more of a contrast between because Between like, two events. Well, it's just, look, the, the timing of St. Patrick's Day in New Orleans, which other people in other parts of the country have their St. Patrick's Day parades. They're not your parades in other cities in in the united states they're just not the same as in new orleans of course not it's because we have like mardi gras parades as a template (laughs) yeah yeah you have all these crazy sub crews of people who who are just it's drunk it's largely drunken bands of white dudes going around kissing chicks yeah and and doing things that are like highly politically incorrect by today's it standards. It could just be called the racist date rape um, if fight, you, fighting parade. If you wanted to go there, if you wanted to go there, you could. For you sure. certainly could make a case you for it. You certainly can make a case for it. Like well, every, they make a case for themselves. You No, they do it themselves. Right, right. exactly. It's not... Uh, I'm, all just, I'm just looking. All we're doing is putting a mirror up to what I'm happens. opening you know? my eyeballs. Like, I could just go and take a photo yes. of the Confederate flag beads that somebody threw. Right. At the St. Patrick's Day parade, or the goofy fucking brochure manifesto of paranoid white supremacist thinking, you know, that has numerous contradictions in it that makes no sense whatsoever, right? But is just white nationalism, sure, and in all of its in unbridled green, in in, green. In, in insanity, right? Exactly. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> oddly, you know, you can go out there and have a blast. And uh, and and I did. Good. Um, I try to set aside some of the worst parts, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and just try to have a good time because the one thing that they do for those parades here um, that they don't do don't do anywhere else is that they throw cabbages. Sure. They throw corn. They throw they throw the potatoes. But the one in New Orleans is super fucking stingy on that front. It's you got to go to the ones in Metairie, man, if you really want to get that. We only caught like three cabbages, a few things here and there, but yeah. it was enough to make a smothered cabbage. Nice, right? So I got out the crock pot, man, and just yeah. threw it all in there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm I seriously, I catch it and then I think I cook, cook it. And I cook Which is shit what you up. should do. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. I love I love cabbage, man. Just not that weekend. I was a hard pass, man, just because. You know what I thought about too is I thought about a podcast that, that you and I did. This was pre Spencer. After the election, and I remember something you said. It was, it was. You were saying it in jest, but we both felt this at the time. As white dudes, you're, I remember you were like, "I don't know if I can trust myself." You I, know, I, I know, still like, feel that way. So I, I just, 100%. if I can avoid being around a bunch of fucking white people, half of whom are racist, probably, and that's probably a low, low percentage, a low number. It's probably much higher than that for something like that. For that. We, like this is the type of thing where so many people come from the suburbs 
into town yes, that yeah, only yeah. feels safe yeah. and comfortable because of the pre- because all of the volume of white people the volume of white people and their right. and the, that's their security blanket and it's just and look I'm fucking Scottish Irish like 25% or whatever and I just had no fucking interest in being around so many fucking white people it just just unnerves me Listen, I'll tell you, this is this is funny. There was this like super Haybra guy that was standing next to us. He just he was one of these people who cannot stop bathing in his white privilege, like constantly, right? <laughs> He's just like, you know, he takes he the one of the things they throw to you is Irish Spring. Right. He catches it and he just bathes himself right. in white privilege. Sure. You know? And he's just rolling around like, you know, uh, he can't stop talking, he can't stop acting out, you yeah. know. And he's like, dude, brah. And I heard him describe the St. Patrick's Day thing yeah. to this woman who obviously uh, went to parades infrequently or maybe she wasn't from here. And he's like, you got to know something. This is the best parade. Look, only the Metairie parades are better than this parade right here. <laughs> this is the best parade of all of the parades. Forget about the Mardi Gras parade. This is the best parade. And I'm like, this guy's a lunatic. Yeah. I'm like, this is just a man who clearly doesn't ever get out. That's right. And do anything adventurous in his life. Yeah. You know, I mean, other than like race his car and wreck it, you know, or something like that every now and again. Or, what doesn't he like about the Mardi Gras? Like maybe could playing the, softball is like the, the most adventurous thing. Could it be this the all does. black high school marching bands that offends him? Could it be? I mean. No, certainly, certainly the. Yeah, I mean, there was an embedded praise for the whiteness of the ceremony sure. before him as being the pinnacle, you know. Um, so, so there was that. But I just thought it's the you know there's a sadness to that you know as well because it's like you know he, I don't know you know take a hit of LSD or something, man, and like you know yeah go get lost somewhere. Please go get lost yeah. in the deepest recesses <laughs> of your mind for a little bit and come out a nicer person for you know, it. Yeah. Right. Come exactly. On, please I mean, do I mean, that. Try to try. So so look, I just want to follow up by saying this: that the next day it was supposed to rain, and so folks, if you if you know if, again, if you're unfamiliar with this, we have there's a downtown Super Sunday, and there's an uptown Super Sunday. And the uptown Super Sunday is it's not about St. Patrick's Day. People conflate these things, especially the white people. Right? right. Because they're like, our St. Patrick's Day parade is such a huge thing. But at the same time, there's this St. Joseph's Day thing that's going on. That's right. And for reasons that are that um I'm going to have to read up on and illuminate in another podcast a formerly Sicilian festival was uh, co-opted by the Mardi Gras Indian community in New Orleans. I don't know if that's a result of the commingling of immigrant groups right. um, at a certain point in New Orleans history. I suspect that that's what sure. it is. Yep. Right. And, uh, and, and that, so, but that, has become the pinnacle of uh, the of Mardi Gras Indian celebration uh, throughout the year, yep. right? It's safe to say that, right? Well, you've it's got, the biggest you get, event. You've got Mardi Gras morning, you've right? St. Joseph's night, right? Which is the Monday after uh, St. Patty's Day, right? And but, then, but Mardi Gras is shared amongst all these groups. That's right. You know what I mean? Oh, and right. St. Joseph's is a right. is a thing that's focused very specifically, yep. on the Mardi Gras Indian tradition. Yep. The only other thing that's happening is the uh, is the, the the altars, 
right? The St. Joseph altars, That's which right. is a purely Sicilian thing. Yep. That's happening around town and St. Joseph Day, uh, and also there's an Italian parade uh, that happens uh, downtown right. in the French Quarter, which I fucking miss this year, um, which has many of the same elements of the St. Patrick's Day parade, except a lot more sunglasses <laughs> and a lot more hair gel. Sure. All right, and I can say that. <laughs> which I dig that. All right, all right. That's all right. No, and let me tell you, it's I have a, a higher level. It's of a shit show. Yeah, that that parade is a shit How's show. That? That? Of all parades, it's the biggest shit show of all shit shows. Well, for one, it crosses itself in the parade route. You get to this one intersection, and it's going this way, and it's going this way at the same time, and it crosses itself. That's rad, man. Dude. It's totally nuts, man. And they have like chariots and stupid, you know, and like. It's, you know, all the Goomba stuff, man, is in there. And you get the big fat guys, you know, whatever, you know. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. They give you the bean, the lucky bean. It's got a lot, it's got a lot of character and flavor to it. And, and so that goes on. But that, that, that's so, it's great, but it's minor by comparison to the, the Mardi Gras Indian tradition, which is a major thing. And yesterday was supposed to be Uptown Super Sunday. And Uptown Super Sunday... Um, was going to be accompanied by uh, the single men's second line. That's right. In the same neighborhood. That's right. On the same day. Over by the park. Just to show yeah. you the level of dedication that people have in this town to having their event go on. These things might not mean anything to, to a lot of people out there, but having both of these things happen in Central City at the same time yeah. is... It's insane when it you is think about to it. Try and do those, two and, 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 I, and, I, and I, I'm 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 glad they postponed it. A lot of street closures, a lot of. You know. Well, there was there was the threat of rain, and it right. rained a little bit. The Indians certainly could have gone out. It wasn't that it wasn't that windy, but they have to take precautions because, just because of the nature of the costumes, the elaborate nature of the costumes, and also. People don't always think think about the wind, but if there's and if it's going to be yeah. windy at all, it oh could be God. sunny and no rain. But if it's windy, because those headdresses can be like ninety pounds. That's right, and and you know, and they're huge. They're well, sails, and you got people who aren't spring chickens. That's right. That are wearing these things, exactly. You know, and like and so all these people are, you know, it, it's understandable. Um, so that, so I, I don't understand. Two, I don't understand how both of those things. You know, I'm talking about things. How is it even going to happen? Uh, yeah. You know, like the Italian parade crosses each other. Like, how are they going to have the single? The single men's second line is huge. Yeah. It's it gigantic. Right. They got the floats and everything. Man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, how was three bands. It was. Dude. Three bands. It, it was three bands, man. And they had they had Stooges, God and then dang. they only had Stooges listed, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, on the offbeat site, and then, like, I guess because the. Sec the Super Sunday canceled out. All the energy went over to the single yeah, men's yeah, thing, yeah, right. yeah. and uh, and then New Breed, yeah. you know, which is like the band that Trombo Shorty's behind, you know, kind of yeah. pushing. That I went and videotaped at Brano Room. Yep, they had New Breed. I don't know what the other one was, man, but they had three bands. They had the floats. You know, uh, it stopped at Verrett's. It stopped at all the little neighbor. It it snakes through that neighborhood, right? Yeah, you know, and it just hits every little bar. Did it ever open up on Claiborne or? We, uh, it went down uh, MLK, 
toward yeah. Claiborne, yeah. and that's when we cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was headed in that direction, and then and then it cuts way over and gets back over to uh, where Washington and Louisiana meet. Yeah, by the uh, right by Second Triads or whatever. Right? Uh, no, 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 no. This is like further down, the end was oh, like yeah, uh, down by the Rhodes Funeral Home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, I love it when there's three bands because you can you can just. You can have so many different experiences. Yeah, And totally. you can be, it's almost like being at an amusement park. You and your friends can be both at the second line, but so having such completely different experiences. Totally. Um, I, I, I dig that. I mean, saw I like Rich VK out there. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Original producer. Original OG. producer. Friend of the pod. OGP. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Avid <laughs> listeners. We got to get uh, Rich VK back on the show. We got to get him man. on the show. He's on yeah. the t-shirt. He listens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to be a friend of the pod, back to that with the T-shirt. My thing is like either you're mul- you, you come on the pod a lot, or you're an avid listener. You know. Yeah. And that's it. You know. Yeah, that's it. You know, you're you friend have of the pod. Yeah, you're a friend of the pod. Yeah, that's if it. we get you on the podcast a bunch of times, you're a friend of the pod. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Or if you listen all the time, you're a friend of the pod. Yep. 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 Yeah. If you're into it. Oh, we got. If we're gonna do it, if we you gotta, like us. We like you. We got to get Rome Julian Enterprise. On there, yeah, because we okay. haven't had Rome back in a while. We gotta get Rome. We gotta get Rome back. I've run into Rome, and he's like, I listened to the podcast the other night. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, he's gotta get on the T-shirt. No, he, we gotta have him back on the show, man. Yeah. When we have the Gala Throwdown, we gotta have everybody. We you know I was going through because I'm uh, I'm gonna do best of pod because I've mentioned this before, but iTunes and I was checking this out on Google Play. I'm looking to get us on um, Spot. Applied for us to be on Spotify. So I'm trying cool. to get us on all the outlets or whatever. Nice. But like iTunes only does the last 100 episodes. So A, I need to fix that or if it can be fixed. But B, doing best of pod on the website. And I went through and made a list of what I thought should be best of pod. And that Rome Julian Steve Myers is right in there. That one was great. That's right in there. Yeah. Best of pod. I know. You know, there's like <laughs> about 12, 14. Just. Yeah. So the idea being is that like either people who listen who want to go back and listen to something from eight months ago that... You know, obviously, there's gonna be some Derek Freeman on Best of Pod. You know, um, dude. You know what? One people freaking still give thumbs up to, man. What's that? Guess, John Full. Oh, John Full. Just like definitely. over and over exactly. and over again, people are like, like you just get this yeah. like late, 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 late Facebook thumbs up. Yeah. Somebody's like, dude, love that photo. Yeah. Just the Von John Full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people he, love John Full, and he really opened up. I know. I know. I, apparently, well, he doesn't. I mean, that's what I was told. It's like you never hear him talk so much. Well, it, that's the nature of, as we know, of the Montanan. That's right. The laconic nature. The laconic nature of the Montanan. We get Montanans to talk <laughs> on itsagoodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel Stales from New Orleans, man. Yeah, that's one of our. That's one of our really niche, niche niche skills, man. Yeah, Montanans beware. <laughs> that's right. If you come on the show, we're getting you to talk. You're gonna get weepy. <laughs> Bill Tom Scott. Look out. Talking to you, buddy. <laughs> uh, so what else do we got going on, man? Well, so we What's got, so, well, so, well, Uptown, uh, down, Uptown Super Sunday moved to this Sunday. That's right. So we got that coming up. And then, at least that was on a schedule. There's the ever-elusive, and you mentioned this, that the downtown 
Super Sunday is the one where yeah. you can go out there six weeks in a row looking for the Indians. Yeah, it's yeah, like you go out there like two it's like weeks. A mystery. It's like tea it, leaves, reading tea leaves. No, you gotta like wake up in the morning, just kind of like feel the vibe. That's right. You know, just feel like, like what's happening on social media. Are there people like stirring around and walking around with like Are there little with, trucks in the with little uh, with coolers and stuff? Yeah. Do you hear? Do you hear a tambourine? Yeah. You know, in the breeze. Like that's the or down. Is that U-Haul truck parked over by the bridge. Look, I'm not. I'm not where the because they they have to use the little the little mini box U-Hauls. Yeah, to, to, yeah. To, to bring the to bring the, the stuff. Costumes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Look, you know, and I know, and anybody who's listening to this podcast knows that I'm a guy who stays on this side of Canal Street most of the time. Right. Exactly. You know, got nothing against uptown. Right. At all, but I stay on the side. I was surprised so, you went when you texted me. I was surprised. I was like, I. You were I, like, you going to the second line? I quickly Well, Tracy Googled gets me it. to go over there more than I would and I was normally. Like, Dude, that ain't a downtown you know? second line. What's yeah. Jeff doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm like, all right. It's kind of a haul on the there, bike. Man. Well, look, and here's the funny thing, dude. They have different characteristics. Yeah, they do. Uh, like, totally different characteristics, man. Um, uh, so now we're back to second lines. But we'll get back to downtown Super Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because the thing is, is that it's mysterious. You don't know necessarily when it's going to happen. Spencer, you got to get out of here? Is that the deal? You give Spencer's me that, got a hot day. You, you give me that face like, like I got to go. talking about second lines again? I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, there's a chick waiting for me, man. <laughs> what are y'all gonna do, Spence? I don't know yet. We'll Talking to your microphone. Well, I don't know yet. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but definitely have a plan. At least in my generation, ladies are, do not like it if you, you're like, oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Ladies like you to say, "Here's what we're doing." Well, we're in about my- to meet up at Yacht Club. That's all I know. So, well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, not like to make every decision, but just to have a decision chambered. MCYC. You know. That's where you're starting off. Well, I'm going to see if she wants to go to the Pelicans game tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah, I got the That's a plan. Oh, there. Oh, I'll be at that game. <laughs> ah. And if you, uh, let me know if you go. I'll hook you up with um, passes to that little place where they got free food. And oh, drinks. nice. Definitely. Yeah. It's, boy, it's, oh, boy, man. That's a bonus for uh, being on the podcast. <laughs> it's a little uh, Finally getting paid. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, all right, all right. So, the uptown second line, I was I was sense. remarking to Have Tracy that uh, way less of the uh, the motorcycles. Oh yeah, totally. Way less of the motorcycles. Yeah. Way less of the uh, of the tricked out bicycles. Yep. You know, probably not as many like snakes and stuff. Didn't see the dude on the big front wheel bicycle. It's a totally different vibe. They had like maybe three snakes, but not twenty five. Yeah, how about how about the pit bulls? Not no no. Like where the owner dresses in the same colors. Not really. Dog. Not no. But what the they town is so much. What more they did have. What they did have uptown was this like a lot of the unified matching outfit ah. that goes up from the sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It matches from the sneak. Starts with the sneakers to the, to the lid, all the way to, to the, the lid. lid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. There was a ton of that. Now yeah. I don't know if that because like that was like, it, I'm I'm gonna sound really stupid and cloistered because I am, in a lot of ways. And but I it was that was a revelation to me. Huh. You know? But then also I got I was like okay, it's stupid that I've never opened my eyes to this before, um, or that. The volume of it is so that it's so prevalent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I was like, 
I was like, yo, what's going on with this? Like, like, like vans are making inroads. Oh yeah, into totally. into style. Yeah, you know? like vans used to be. I'm sorry to. I'm serious. Vans used to be an exclusively like white brand. White suburban skateboarder White, brand. Skateboarder brand, right. Yeah, but we've talked about that exactly. cultural appropriation going the other way. The reverse cultural appropriation things yeah. going 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 the other way. And then and and the weirdness of like uh I mean it's not weird. It's like it should be the case that black culture owns Jimi Hendrix, you know? Yeah. But um it didn't pan out that way, you know? Right. Something about the guitar or whatever, you know? This dude's just out there with the Jimi Hendrix shirt on. And maybe something about the sixties <laughs> you know? that sixties scene too. There was a bunch of white hippies. And anyway, I, I was I was telling yeah. I, there's something about like in the same way that when you and I were in high school we were buying Led Zeppelin shirts. Right. There is a there's a a movement uh amongst young African American kids who are buying shirts in the same way yeah and of classic like rock bands that are metallica led zeppelin are, metallica led zeppelin yeah, yeah, you yeah. know that are normally thought of as like uh the in the you know uh, uh that are white bands except they're you know, tight for, fitting there's like slim fitting they're <laughs> yeah, clearly they're slim not fitting, like, right they're yeah. not from a tour 20 years ago they are new prints no they're new prints that are well yeah. fitted that's right. T-shirts that's right. that hug the body. And look, this is and nothing. And they got the skinny jeans and all that shit. This is this is nothing new. We've we've talked yeah. about this many times on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but the thing that I but even though a lot of the traffic, the downtown stuff is just wilder in a yeah. certain way. It's mm, I don't want to say that, man, because it sounds it sounds like I'm biased. All right, it, it, I am biased. I think there's there's more. There's there's a little bit more variety, but I will say this, man: that the amount of dancing, and and just like the marching was like really hard. Sure. Like really moving, really get re- the second line was really moving fast. Now I have noticed it, that up, uptown's a, a more energetic or more collectively. It it is yeah, like I think that's I true. Mean, there's like work being done. Like yeah. You yeah. Know? That's right. Um, whereas it's it, gets, it feels a little bit more lazy. Really downtown. determined. Yeah. I mean, but there's nothing more iconic in my mind in a second line than St. Bernard and under the underpass at Claiborne. And you just yeah. don't get that uptown. Yeah. Now, uptown, you get like this phenomenon where, where when you're on Claiborne uptown and you've got like s- those three lanes, you know, and then and you, suddenly this the sea of people is so impressive, unlike anything that you get downtown. Well, I, I appreciate that, too, because it's as though they... Uh they pack you into like a freaking a one lane sausage pack casing, right? Right for like three turns and then back and forth, and then suddenly they just explode out, you know. Yeah, my, my my favorite is those couple of uptown ones that turn on to St. Charles. Yeah, because like three times a year, there are some residents up there that don't know what the fuck. Like everybody downtown, residential wise and business wise, are are accustomed to the second line. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll go to an uptown second line every now and again and, and you people can, are you, freaked you can the fuck see out. See people not having any understanding of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah, there was a spectator element to it. Yeah. Um there were those people. Yeah. You know, there were people that were standing on the side um spectating and that not I, participating. Yeah. Yeah, that I kind of I kind of wanted to tell. This this is the challenge of the second line, right? I kind of wanted to tell them like guys, you know, you, you probably need to back up like about ten feet. 
Exactly, because you're about to get because you're about to get steamrolled. <laughs> That's man. right, right. And they and they're sitting there like oblivious, right? Exactly. And I'm like, no one gives a shit, man. About like you what, will get steamrolled if you think your good intentions right now are armor. You're gonna you're just gonna get run over. You That's know? right. But then part of me is like this, like. I don't want to be the uncool dude who's like helping the white tourists. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you weren't stoned, man. You'd be like, I don't know, what should I do? <laughs> right. I'm like, they'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. You just moved on. And just moved on. Yeah, yeah. good. Good. Uh, uh, but anyway, so, so yeah, I, I think it would have been, it was already almost like emotional overkill because for me, um, you know, not being some like great, dancer or anything like that like i try to enjoy second lines yes from a spectating standpoint um while marching yeah um but i I try to take in the new trends you and i talk about it all the time and i'm always keeping an eye out yeah for like what's what's happening that 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 that's new you know because you know in such a rich environment that something's gonna bust out yeah. At some point. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to show up with something new and it's going to become a thing yep. at some point. I'm trying to get, you know, a little bit What's ahead of that. Happen, and to, yeah, yeah, just kind of see it. And then once, like, I was, my mind was all over the place because I was just taking in all these different elements. Like, what this guy's wearing and this guy right here. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. It's overwhelming. I mean, back Sometimes, in, back in the fall, I totally copped that. Um, there was about a two-month stretch during the campaign when I copped that shoe-to-lid fashion color coordination thing right. throughout yeah, everything yeah. that I was wearing. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And it, I, I really enjoyed that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I got this pink watch, so I started wearing all this pink shit. <laughs> well, well no, right. That's great. Uh, th- I like that mono. Share some, share some pics, man. Well, I, well, I, like, some pics. I like sort of sort of a monochrome sort of look, you know, like shades of one color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout the uh, t- throughout the outfit. Well, listen, Tracy and I had just I watched know. this thing. Uh, there's a series on Netflix called Abstract, which is about design. Uh-huh. Right, you should watch it. Right. Yeah. And they have a whole one about Zinker Hadfield, man. He's the famous Nike guy. Okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, so. They get Tinker Hatfields on there, and he's the one who did the most iconic Air Jordans, right? Uh-huh. And and at any point when like the Air Jordans went down, he just come back in. Yeah, when Jordan was thinking about, uh, in fact, Tinker Hatfield is the guy who came up with the up from the shoes to the lid. Yeah, okay. He's the guy that did it gotcha. because Michael Jordan. Now, probably there are other shoe companies like, no, we did that before that. Sure. But what does it matter before Michael Jordan? Came yeah, along, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. got it into the mainstream, right? right? And so they even go to these guys who are famous dudes in Brooklyn who play street basketball, right? right? Who were original, they talk about like influencers these key, days. Yeah, and key influencers. Key influencers, or, uh, right, right. Yeah. And he even used that. He's like, he's like, we were the style influencers of the time. That's right. And they were looking at the first Air Jordans that came out and they were like, eh, eh. Eh. And they and they were even talking about the first two, three, four Air Jordan things that came out. They were saying like that's the, that the dudes that wore them were like whack, right. and they were and they were like that's not a, that's not a guy that I really want to hang out with. You right, know? right. And they weren't seeing the shoe thing as a thing. And like when it, when Jordan was on the fence, Hatfield takes him in and says, uh, 
okay, here's the new shoe. And Jordan's like, great, you got the new shoe. And he put everything he had into the shoe, and it was hot, right? And he's yeah. like, I love it, I love it. But what else do you have? And Hatfield was prepared. Right. Because the one before that had been designed by another dude. Right. So Jordan was thinking about jumping ship and going to somebody else like sure. Adidas, right? Yeah, yeah, For yeah. more money. And he goes, shoot a lid, right? right. Boom. And the models were ready. Right. And they did a runway model thing. Yeah. Basically only for Jordan. Yeah. And they came out in all the gear from head to toe. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it was all color coordinated and everything. And he was like, I'm back on board. And that's what, that's where it yeah. happened. You know, this guy who was a pole vaulter at Oregon University, at University of Oregon. I know you're talking about. Is the guy who influenced all of this, you know, quote unquote, urban culture. Yeah. In the United States. That's crazy. For multi-billion dollar clothing ideas off of this one concept. Well, and then fast forward. I mean, I know I just touched on this, but not, I don't think it should be skipped over. These cats who are... Their fashion is reflective of the skin tone and eye color and nose color of their dog. <laughs> so they're going from dog's eyes to dog's collar to dog's leash to their shoes to their lid. Yeah. And it's all connected. Yeah. And it's not like it's all just the same color. It's just all clearly thought well thought out. Yeah. And yeah. thoughtful and creative. Yeah. Right. And looks fucking good. And it looks good, right. You know? And then if you see eight of those dudes hanging out together on the corner, then you're like, holy shit, that is a, I've never seen anything like that before, bro. You know? this That dog has some sort of camouflage looking like pattern on it. The dude's wearing camouflage. It's the same yeah. color. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Yeah. And it's not cheap either, man. It's a No, no, it's corner. not. It's not. But, it, but here's my point, man, is that then I was I was head tripping on how many styles of the Air Jordans were out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and and it ran the gamut. It was like there were dudes out there that were intentionally wearing the most retro ones that they could get. The ones the dorks wore That's in right. the early nineties. That's right. The first couple of generations. Yeah. That had the leather with the holes in it. Right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I got some of those. Yeah. Of course, and they, but they're like new, right? But they've put them out again, and yeah. like people buy them again, yeah, 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 because they have this, you know, they can update the retro to now, and have, still have a market for it because it has that much appeal, yeah, you know, and it's it's it was kind of I was like it opened up a new world for me, you know, because I'm just like wearing flip flops. I was wearing these uh, these shoes I have on right now. I've been wearing a lot because when I got my boot off my foot after the surgery, the podiatrist outfitted these. These are the shoes that I brought to because I wanted to wear these gold shoes for Mardi Gras. So I wanted them to be the shoes I was going to have to wear for the next couple of weeks based on what I wanted to wear on Mardi Gras, of course. But anyway, it's, it's just it's just uh, it's just gold. The stripes gold. The shoes are gold. They're dirty as hell now, but. Um, the other day, I saw some hipster like Japanese kid checking my shoes out. I'm like, all right, that's I got that going for me. There you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's something I've accomplished in life. Yeah. Said that, like at my middle aged ass age, and then some. You can have, you can still have cool shoes. This 17 year old Japanese kid's like, those shoes are dope, and they are dope. And they didn't make many of these either, you know. So it's like, 
They might have made about twenty of these pair of shoes. Meanwhile, when Japanese that's what happens when you live when you live in Portland, you get you get your choice of cool Nikes. Meanwhile, when Japanese kids come up to me, I just prepare myself to be asked if I'm Davis Rogan. <laughs> Are you Davis Rogan? No, no, no. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. Do you, do you know where Davis Rogan is? Yeah, yeah. Do you know where he is? No, no, no. Do you know him? Yes, I do. You do. You do know him. <laughs> that's fucking crazy, dude. That's happened to me. Uh, oh my god, that's fucking priceless. I've also been mistaken for that guy. He's like the guitar player, and he's he used to be like fat, and he lost a lot of weight. He's got gray hair too. I don't know what is that guy's name. The uptown dudes like him. You know, he's in that whole milieu of like Grateful Dead and stuff. Oh yeah, you know, know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure. Anyway, if anybody knows who I'm talking about out there, they think I'm that guy too. You know, Hirsch. I heard again. Hirsch is listening now. Friend of the pod. Oh yeah. You know Hirsch, like he's good buddies with little homie. He's, so he's, I think that was his entree into the podcast. Oh, I'm sure I know. Maybe yeah. when Dan Weiner came on, but uh, he, he seems like he's been listening. I, I'm sure Hirsch knows who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I just can't think of his name right now. If I don't listen to an artist, you know, even though they're famous and I'm supposed to know, I, I have trouble remembering. Yeah. You know, I. It's like Pappy something. Poppy, yeah. Pappy, something. They call him like. I don't know, dude. Pop something. I should know. I forget. <laughs> I'm so glad I've. I'm so glad I'm a downtown person. I'm. I'm so glad I'm, I'm downtown a canal I'm like you now, man. I mean, why not? You know what I mean? It's uh, there's a, there's so many great things going on down here, and yeah. uh, the one thing I'll say that was weird um, is that okay, rest in pre- rest in peace, Tom Benson moved. Two things I want to say about Tom Benson. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect to anybody in the Tom Benson thing and everything. One thing I'll say is this: is that uh, and on our last podcast a couple of days ago, we had a guest on who who had a personal relationship and a, and a professional yeah. relationship with Tom Benson. So no disrespect here. Here's the thing. One thing is that um, it's always more difficult to feel bad for really rich people when they pass away, and who made it to their 90th birthday. Yeah, because I don't, I don't. You always have this mixed bag of feelings of like, like I don't even really have feelings of admiration for rich people. I just don't. You right. know, I'm just like, I, I'm not. I'm not an American. Not right? for that reason. I, I must not be you an might American. Have admiration for another reason, but not. <clears throat> but here's the thing. I find the angles that people take in memorializing the guy to be really strange. Yeah, how so? Uh, well, because like, you you get these maudlin writers like Jeff Duncan, or and I don't want to pin this on him, so maybe it wasn't him. Probably it probably was, was though, because because he's the guy that yeah. would write crap like this. But it's like, you know, this finger wagging thing somebody wrote where it's like it's got to be him. Without Tom Benson. You probably wouldn't have a professional sports franchise in New Orleans, and I'm like, that's oxymoronic. I mean, if the team leaves, it's his fault. If exactly. the team stays, it's his fault. And Jeff Duncan, you know, quit I mean, fucking lecturing us, man. <laughs> I, if you I don't like the people here, and you you don't you clearly have disdain and contempt for the people who live in this town. I know, but and Saints fans, it's not only just move back to fucking Kentucky. And I bitch. agree, I agree with you hundred percent. I don't want to be wrong. I, hate I don't, don't want to be wrong if whether it was Jeff Duncan I or still, not. Still, all my sentiments remain the same. I all yeah, mine do douche. as well. As but but here's my thing: it, whether it's Jeff Duncan or anybody else who wrote it, just can you 
can you please intellectually understand what I'm saying? You can't take something that is 100% the fault. Like, in other words, if I, you know, if I take that backpack out of this house down the street and I leave it at Tracy's house, it's 100% my fault. Right. If the backpack stays here, it's 100% my fault. Right. No matter what, you know what I mean? You can't ascri- you can't glorify something that's that's inherently neutral is what I'm saying. It's not he owned the team, whether it went there or whether it didn't. And the other thing is this is what they're trying to do by saying that is they're trying to help the cause of erasing the legacy of the fact that everyone knows that he tried to move the team who is your com- a, a couple of different times. Who was your commissioner before Goodell again? It was uh, uh, whatever, the guy. I forget his name. It's not Pete. Carmichael. No. No. Uh, no <laughs> Pete Carmichael. Um, anyway, it's not the, Pete Rozelle, no. The commissioner before uh, Goodell. Spencer's gone. So you, can, you can make an argument that he's more responsible Post Katrina, for New Orleans having the Saints. No, because he wouldn't allow he wouldn't allow the vote to uh, go to have enough votes. And, you he, know, and, to, he, and he, he basically paid and he su- shut supervised the renovation of the Superdome. He shut it down. Paid for and supervised it. People don't remember this: that the NFL came in and took over the renovations. That was not something that was done locally. Otherwise, it would never have gotten done on time. Well, all kinds of shit happened. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this, but that building next door was owned by the state, and they basically bequeathed yeah, it under yeah. Jindal to Tom Benson. Right. So people act like all this stuff happened in some kind of like vacuum of good intentions, and it's not just a vacuum of good intentions that happened. The guy gained like a, a you know two hundred and fifty million dollar fucking asset that belonged to the state That's right. before that, and increased his wealth dramatically. And uh, and the NFL subsidized him. Paul Tagliabue. Tagliabue, right, exactly. Right. <clears throat> Much better commissioner than the one that they've got right now. And and he had the foresight to know that on the back end of his career before he bequeathed his uh, commissionership over to Roger Goodell, which was attempted, uh, which he almost didn't become the commissioner, right? Right. That was Tagliabue's pick, but then there was this lawyer who Al Davis was trying to have become, and Al Davis was apparently forever the uh, the most influential owner. Sure. You know, amongst all the owners, because just nobody wanted to oppose him, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there was, there, you know, he arrived with some controversy. Um, but Tagliabue didn't want to go out on the end of his career with this thing happening with the Saints, um, and be the guy who was like the d- demonic commissioner sure. who allowed the team to leave and had this heartbreak because he was going to retire. So I, his his swan song was keeping yep. the New Orleans Saints in in New Orleans. Yep. You know, and it was a mandate. He basically w- said to the owners and his office, "This is happening." Period. Right. Yeah. You know, he just threw the fucking gauntlet down. That's right. That's right. And. And maybe to Tom Benson's chagrin. Potentially. I, I, potentially. You, and here's the thing. You don't know because it's kind of mysterious. He was, I guess, maybe at the beginning of his relationship with Gail, his wife. You know? And and um, she had she clearly is all about keeping the team in New Orleans. 
she's like super Catholic and super pro New Orleans, blah blah blah. I the the common the conventional wisdom is that the kids were the impetus to move it to Texas because they all live in Texas. Right. You know, or the core of their businesses are in Texas and the lawsuit for that trust that is the automobile dealerships and the bank in Texas ruled in the favor of the kids. Right. Instead of Benson. But in the case of the teams, they ruled in favor of Gail Benson. Right. So the kids have money that is paid to them, as I understand it, that no one will ever understand what the tenants, it's secret. Um, that comes from the teams, right. but they don't have an ownership stake sure. in the teams. And then they have the businesses. I mean, they're all rich. No, Their wealth is not going anywhere. Sure. It's just a question of like how rich, you know. Uh, but apparently also I heard that both Loomis and Peyton have a clause in their contract that if Rita ever got control of the Saints organization that they can walk away. Oh, the, yeah, regardless of their contract. They can walk away from their contract, yeah. And probably get paid in full. And get paid in full. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've So heard. Rita cannot come back in the building. So Rita can't come back in the building, right? Exactly. Wow. What right. a fall from at least perceived grace. Because there was a little bit of a run there where she was held in high regard. Well, I think that there, maybe there was just a PR spin. You know, I think and so, that too. And behavior was just awful. That's behind, what, yeah, when she stepped the into scenes. the offices, yeah. Yeah. Because apparently both those dudes were like, never again, I'll never have another conversation with that person. No, she completely got shut out. Yeah. You know, and look, uh, you know, again, getting back to Jeff Duncan and, and to prove that, like, he wrote the single worst uh, sports column that any sports writer in the history of New Orleans has ever written, ever. I mean, it, it is the worst sports column that anybody has ever written where he he put himself in the role of consultant and advisor right uh to the benson family and wrote a a play from mount Pius. yeah yeah and wrote a plea for them to sell the team for the good of everyone involved right and here we are just just a couple of years later out from that, the most embarrassing sports column that's ever been written in the history of maybe anywhere ever. Maybe anywhere ever. That's like, your legacy, Jeff Duncan. Yeah. The dumbest thing that's ever been written. And we're like, and we're like, we're, 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 we're challenging for Super Bowl like two years later. Right. For crying out loud. Like, ye of little faith. For crying out loud. And the Pelicans are going to make it in the playoffs, he looks like. He doesn't like it here. Wow, he doesn't. I know. Like, he, why don't you just get like out? people here. Yeah. He doesn't like the fans. I don't get it, man. It's I know. It's a weird relationship. I mean, look, I wasn't seeing the draft that we were going to have. And, I mean, I can understand. But I just can't imagine anybody resorting, resorting to that. You know what I mean? It's just. Right. But, look, man, you and I know we... We tried to Twitter beef with the guy over the stupidity of the uh, the woman that owned the Rams and how he was putting right. her down. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, they were the third best team in her era. If you just look at the whole of the record of the Rams yeah. in that era, they were the third best team and they won right. two Super Bowls, man. Yeah. Like, who does that? Not very many teams. That's right. And he's like, oh, she was an awful owner. Right. One of the worst. Like you're the worst sportscaster ever, sports writer. Yeah, he's ever. 
Um, but look, uh, speaking back to the Benson, the ownership thing, um, it's kind of remarkable that you were telling me before that um, that our general manager is third in line to own the team. That is what something I, were to happen. Can that possibly be right? If something were to happen to Gail, you know, then, I, I don't want to speak out of turn because I read that article and it was it was an eyebrow raiser, man. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, Dennis Lauschka, right. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But yes, so Gail owns the teams outright. If something happens to Gail, it falls to Dennis. If something happens to Dennis, it falls to uh, Mickey Loomis. And then there's a fourth person in line as well. That's what I understand. Um, it seems odd to me that that, that that would be the case. But so much about the way that um, it may be the case that then uh, Loomis becomes the... Uh, becomes responsible for the trust i'm not sure but essentially if you're responsible for the trust you're basically managing uh the finances of the teams in a way you know that's that that is yeah some uh, basically equivalent to ownership if you don't have anybody uh assigned as a as an heir right you know however it's tricky it's tricky because here's the thing is that gail can now have a will right. that establishes an order of succession. Sure. So then it, it does become tricky, you know. Yeah. I mean, th- this is an example of showing how, when you break bloodlines, it really like one generation down from breaking that bloodline, it becomes a clusterfuck. Exactly. I mean, there is there is something to be said for that. That like you know, however old Gail is, if she can hold on to it and really manifest herself as the undisputed owner and and not make some of the like if there was any mistake that the, and I'm forgetting the woman's name that owned the Rams it's that the previous the family of her husband cuz that's how she wound up with the team right cuz she was the last wife of the guy and the family said no way and they right. had a challenge right? right it's almost the same story sure in the same way um Phyllis George f- yes and and one of the kids was allowed to have an ownership stake ah. in the family and had enough money and investments outside uh, or uh, that he was able to slowly over time buy more and more and more percentage of the team until suddenly he was like 49% owner sure. yeah again. yeah yeah and so that is the reason why they moved back to L.A. Because sure. when she died, he took over he the took team. Over. Yeah, the yeah, family yeah. got the team back yeah. after the wife passed away. Sure. Um, I mean, I mean that's an oversimplification that sure. of, of that story, but you yeah. know that that is basically what happened. Um, well, rest in peace, Tom Benson. That right there, folks, is uh, uh, our next door neighbor, Paul. Is that his new ride? That's his new ride. Man. Trans Am? Well, what, Corvette. Corvette, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You hear that? Yeah. That's a fine motor purring next door. That's an antique, man, from the 1980s. And cars from the 1980s are antiques. No. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, funny little side note. Uh, I ran into Paul when we had that Derek Smoker Freeman Aaron Lambert podcast. It's the reason I was running late. When you're running late to the podcast and rolling up on the studio and the neighbors next door on the porch, you're even going to be later. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah. can't just be like, yo, I'm rolling into a podcast. First of all, it's like, what the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> right, yeah. I should just say radio show, but I'm, that's just as confusing, probably. Anyway, I was talking to Paul out there last week, 
and he's good buddies from Antoine's with uh, Kenneth Sam. Yeah, that's right. He lives out in Portland. That's right. Shout out yeah. to Sam. He's a friend of the pod. He's just, a friend of the pod too. And he just sent me. We got a uh, call. We got to do a we call you. I know. He's up for it because they're they're you know they're doing all that stuff with the cannabis with the kids with uh, uh, epilepsy. I just got two bottles of. Uh, THC slash CBD in the mail today from from Ken and Bras and dude, I'm pretty excited about it. Sweet. Um, and anyway, so I said I sent Sam last week. I was like, "Yo, this is Paul's," and I'd asked Paul's last name for the first time. Right? It's like Thompson. So I'm like, "Here's Paul's number. He really wants you to send him pictures of what you're working on," which is Sam's. Uh, you know, working for one of the bigger uh, marijuana plants in washington state or whatever right. they're yeah. legally yeah. selling marijuana um and uh and paul just wants to see some photos right what this right. operation oh, yeah, yeah. looks like right yeah yeah so i sent it to sam sam texted me back he's like dude about when you told me this about a year and a half ago that you were paul's neighbor and he wanted pictures i sent all these pictures all this shit from my house and all this stuff from work Sent him all this stuff. I was surprised. I still had his num his number in my phone, and then I sent him Paul's number the other day, and he's like, "Shit!" I sent all that shit to an attorney, and he's like, "Thank God the guy's a defense lawyer." Some Paul Thompson that he had been known for years in Portland. Oh God! Different Paul Thompson. <laughs> he just randomly sent all these fucking pictures of giant buds. <laughs> So then he texted that dude. He was like, yo, that photo I sent you a couple years ago. I wasn't meant for you or whatever. And then the dude texted him back and he's like, yo, how can I? Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you ever need any help, <laughs> here's my card. Looks like a booming business. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's funny, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All so, right. So, I mean, the hogs for the cause. You know, hopefully they're not out there. This would check it out, folks. Uh, that's, you know, it's like everything pork. Um, it goes to a charity. Yeah. Not, as usual, we don't know which one. We have to catch those people on the back end like we did on our last podcast. And then That's we right. identify who those charities are. Um, they do get the money. It's a it's great cause. Um, I think they have their... Anyway, just go to their website. I think they have the charity. I think it's a, spe- a specific charity. Hogs it's so big. Cause. That's one yeah. of those things that I'm, I'm so glad it exists. But there's no way in hell I'm going for myself. But look, that's huge. As 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 big as it is, yeah, exactly. I hear you. Um, uh, you got Uptown Super Sunday, and, and then, then and then in the coming weeks after that, and you also, nobody knows what. Well, we you have the Louisiana Derby, and you have the Louisiana Derby, which is on what Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you have uh, somewhere in the intervening next few weeks after that, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we have Downtown, downtown Super, Super Sunday. Sunday. And man, I'm just gonna say, man, to put a pin on that thing, like why I'm not going to Hawks for the Cause. I mean, a, it's like you got to pick and choose, like what kind of crowds you want to be around or whatever, or when you want to be around a bunch of people. And I gotta tell you, man, in this political climate, man, there the, the the people who are racist just feel like they have a longer leash than they used to, man. And and they're 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 puffing their chest out a little bit more. And I just. I don't like going to events where I just feel like I'm surrounded by fucking bigots, man. You know, and and uh, it's unfortunately a part of the reality of living in in Louisiana. I mean, sure. it's it's uh, or the United States or the United States, but I mean, particularly in the in the deep South, especially when the bridge and tunnel crowd comes right. into the city. 
Um, and as you described before, they get into their, they're able to take the bubble from without to within and feel, you know, safe, safe within those confines. Yeah. And that happens a few times um, with some of the events that happen around. And, and look, it's not just people that live outside of the city also. I mean, sure. you know, New Orleans still has problems with in these events. Yep. And we've talked about it before. Yep. Even some of the biggest events in the city with weird segregated ideas. I mean, even, you know, at, even at Jazz Fest, if you go from Congo Square stage to Gentilly stage. Well, and I, I want to say this, that like, like, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand why we, why, why, you know, like we, one of the first things Tracy and I went to when we first started dating was uh, like the Louisiana Philharmonic, you know, like concert in the park. Yeah. And we went to a couple of different events, man. And, and I was like. Man, New Orleans really knows how to throw a segregated event. They really know how to fucking figure out where the who the white people are, and to get so that they only have an event with those people. And every single server is black. Yeah, exactly. That and still we, happens here. And folks. we we went to a, we went to a few of these, and I just unabashedly like pointed it out. I'm like, I'm like, isn't it? You know, I mean, like, like even in our social settings, like, shouldn't we be doing something to make this less so and yep. change this for crying out loud? Yep. Because this just, just seems dumb to me. Yep. You know, like, like, y you can't say that in a town like New Orleans, if you go to an event like that, that there's no reason for it. Because we don't live in a city. We live in a highly mixed city. You know, from exactly. a, a racial standpoint, and and so when you go to those things like that, it for me exactly like if if those people are feeling emboldened, I'm feeling more inclined to point these kinds of things out when sure. they happen. You know, there, because because it, it just kind of like it, need, it needs to stop and there's there's a foundation unfortunately some changes have to happen this way and that's there's a foundation called the wallace foundation one of the things they're, they're doing is is giving funding and making grants to arts nonprofit arts presenting organizations that typically draw a white audience um and providing funding specifically to grow millennial african-american audiences and i mean i've seen i've, I've definitely seen it work I mean, I've seen I've seen some programming um, at arts organizations in this town that where you just historically haven't seen young black people at, you know. And but it's taking that sort of funding I, to make it happen. I, I but it's, a, it's 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 coming from it's, afar, not from within. Yeah, it's yeah. coming from external forces. It's coming from external forces. Um, but right. at least it's happening. You know? Hey, um, I you know I'd I'd love to take a look at that man because that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know? Yeah. Like like we just shouldn't you know, you know like like white linen. I'm sorry. I mean I gotta tell you man, I, the most depressing thing I've ever that I've, that you shot it. One of the more depressing things that that's so telling. And if there's something that I could do from an advocacy pr perspective, and I'm thinking about this all the time. Like, what would I like to try and do? Like your boy from last episode, Sonny Lee, who just decided, you know, what he decided to do to give back in his community such a came from his own experience, you know? And, of course, I have this experience in the tourism industry here professionally. 
and that Louisiana tourism luncheon that I did a video installation for and you shot video yeah, of yeah, that yeah. and of the thing. Well, that was and one of the most egregious examples. 700 white people. This, But this is the state's industry that's that runs that $7.6 billion a year that comes into the city of New Orleans. I know. And we always talk about how that money does not go into the community. I know. And there are 700 of the whitest crackers you've ever fucking seen. And then when it's time to fucking fill the water glasses, a hundred black people, not a single white server. And it's just this, you're just like, what the fuck year is this? Like, I know. And, I know. and, and, yeah, I could, it just feels institutional, man. I couldn't agree more. It feels institutional. Well, because it is. How many fucking white second line bands are y'all going to hire? Because they don't exist in the real world. You know? Yeah. Oh, white second line band. That's like fairy dust. It doesn't exist. Well, we do second lines. Second oh, sorry. You guys do. <laughs> JDV, <laughs> JDV booking? I don't, think of, I don't think of y'all as white. We're not really a second line band like that. <laughs> no, you're not a traditional second line band or whatever. No, we're more traditional, like going back even oh, right. some of the stuff that we... Sure. Know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. Yeah, you guys do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are a real band. You get my All right. My, my, my sweet Nike shoes are in my mind. <laughs> that's the cool thing I get thing your about, point. I get your point, that's, that's Joel. About nice See, shoes. I, don't get aff- I don't get offended Good. by that. See, that's... I think maybe... I'm going to say that's the difference, right? Yeah. You know, because if it was somebody else, they'd be like, you'd see the white sure. fur, their white face would turn red. You know, it would be as red as the faces I saw in the St. Patrick's Day program. And I was referring to a very typical, a, a very uh, specific phenomenon that happens at private corporate events in this town where these all white second line bands that don't second line at Mardi Gras parades like you guys do. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They don't have real second line gigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, except well, and for the, these private events. <laughs> you, you see, you dig what I'm saying. I do. I, I understand it, man. I see it in all, all of its angles. Man, they had one out there. They had one at the, at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah. Oh, man. They, right. they just weren't representing. Yeah. It was feeble. Yeah. It was feeble. It was feeble. I don't understand how why it's feeble like that, you know? Yeah. I'm like, man, you got to stop enfeebling yourself. Unfeeble <laughs> <laughs> yourself. Unfeeble. Unfeeble your playing style a little bit. Unfeeble your soul. Exactly. And get in the mix a little bit more, right. guys. Oh, man. On that note, I think uh, we can take it out because we're at about 10 right now. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, our Just ch- just Us Chickens episodes, folks, like it, man. we, we, we got to do it every now and again, and I like it. And yeah. uh, and, it, and they usually go long because we just start talking shit, yeah. you know, the, the whole time. It's so great. Um, but look, uh, I don't know when the next Egg Yolk show is. Go to eggyolkjubilee.com. I think we're playing at Portside coming up pretty soon. Oh, we're at the uh, French Quarter Fest. Look for us at the French Quarter Fest. Oh. And uh, and and then Joel and I are going to be planning. Uh, not only do we have in a couple more episodes the hundredth uh, uh, episode yep. of the latest iteration of "It's a Good Life, Babe," Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, but we're working on the T-shirts. So look out because we're going to be having some T-shirts coming your way very soon. That's right. And also, uh, we're going to have our New Orleans 300-year May. 
gala slash my birthday party. That's right. That's right. We're going to celebrate the tricentennial at Jeff's birthday. That's right. We're going to try and have it. We're going to mark the tricentennial in, more than most organizations in the city are. In Stallings Park. We're going to have it. We're going to yeah, try and have right. it in Stallings yeah, Park. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you got to get some barbecue going out there and shit. Oh, really? oh, yeah, totally. We'll do totally. all that shit. Yeah, we got to get our guy to come out there with the fried, uh, the fried oh, ribs. Oh, get William man. Peck to come out. Yeah, William Peck. He's, yeah, the Ooh, fried the ribs. the fried man. ribs. Yes. Yeah, I've been yes. meaning to check in with him. I text with him every now and again to see what he's up to. Cool, man. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, folks, it's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. We will catch up with you next time, and it's going to be fun. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah, you're right.